daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to the Invest in Her podcast series. You know, we always interview amazing founders and funders. And today we have on the incredible TED consultant, Tabby Biddle. I just did a TED talk. Thanks to Tabby. She's an amazing coach. And we are so happy to have her on today. Welcome to the show, Tabby. Oh, thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, you and I have known each other for quite a few years now because we're kind of in the same women's empowerment space. And I know today we're going to focus on TED Talks because so many people ask me about um, how do they do a TED Talk? How do they get on a TED stage? Why should they do it? And all the components of, of that. And so I'm excited to talk to you about that today. But first, let's give a little round overview of who you are and all the amazing things that you're doing. Uh, I know we've collaborated on many of them. And I uh, just want to give people an idea of how you are just a woman that's all about women's empowerment. And I love that. Oh, well, thank you. It's, yeah, real so, honor. Let's talk about all the things you did. We, we were introduced through mutual friends as most people connect and I'd wanted to do a Ted talk and that's how we started connecting. But then we also worked um, on your initiative which was uh, 50 women can save the world in uh, television and entertainment. Can change the world in media world. and entertainment. There we go. And um, you know, that's an initiative that you um, have been involved in as and many others. So let's talk about all the things that you're doing to empower women before we focus on the TED. Sure. Yeah. So um, the initiative that you were involved in, uh, I was the co-founder of 50 Women Can Change the World in Media and Entertainment. And the focus there was really on advancing women in Hollywood and the media and entertainment industry so that the storytellers um, were uh, female, right? Um, because women are so underrepresented uh, in the industry. And so the more stories, uh, the more diverse stories that we see, right? The more we change culture to actually um, be representative of, of who we really are. Um, so that, that, that was a big piece of my work over the last couple of years, which is now evolving into a new initiative, um, which I'll talk about in a moment to, um, to let your listeners in on, on, um, kind of the early stages of it. But, um, previous to all of that, I, um, have been doing women's leadership coaching, both one-on-one -on -one and in group courses, as, as you know, because you took the um, TEDx course. And my focus for many years has been on amplifying the voices of women change makers, right? These are women who are challenging the status quo. They are women who are innovators and disruptors, entrepreneurs, uh, and so forth, right? Women who are not towing the line of the patriarchy, women who uh, know there is, there is much more um, potential for equality and justice and humanity in our world. And through their work, they're bringing that forth into our world. 
That's um, why we are very good friends. <laughs> that's exactly right. We speak yeah. the same language, don't we? And uh, and I love the work that you're doing um, because there are so many disruptors and innovators out there that need the coaching to come make to get their vision to come to fruition. And, and I know that you help many women do that. Yeah, exactly. So my work really is um, based around the inner work to bring the outer work into fruition. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have many years background as a yoga teacher and a healer and an educator. And I bring all that together um, into my women's leadership coaching. So we're really working from the inside out to help women find their voice, to create their platform, to step onto their platform confidently um, and to to take chances and, and to know that they have a network and a sisterhood of support around them. So they're not feeling so alone, right? Because many women, uh, you know, early on in, um, I say early on, meaning in the 80s and 90s, right? Women who were stepping into really high level leadership, they often felt very alone because oftentimes they were the only woman in the room, right? Or on set. And um, that led to a lot of women acting in ways that weren't necessarily natural for them, acting in more masculine ways, and then burning out or feeling isolated, right? So, so the work I do, while on an individual level, it's very much about the, um, uh, as we said, the inner work for the woman, it's also on the collective level for women to know and feel that they're supported by other women who, who wanna see them shine, who wanna see them step out front with their you know, new business or invention or um, social justice campaign, whatever it might be. And one of the best ways for people to uh, champion their idea or their, their cause or their business is to step onto the TED stage and so that's really where you come in. And little story, uh, you and I went to hear uh, one of the um, heads of TED uh, speak. The, the head. The head of, of, of Chris TED. Anderson. Mm -hmm. Right, Chris Anderson. We went to go get his book and read about how the TED Talks got started and whatnot. And I loved it because you stood up and you asked him why there weren't more female TED speakers. And I love that you got into that niche of um, helping to train and coach women or, or, or consult with women uh, about how to do their TED Talks. Because people don't realize it is so different than any other type of talk. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be very specific. It has a specific type of um, criteria and, and a way to message it. And then, of course, getting yourself booked on a, a TED event is not easy. Uh, thanks to you, I, I, of course, have done my TED Talk and it's out there and I had that opportunity and I really I couldn't have done it without you. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show and just sing your praises and say you helped me to um, put that message that I had about how underfunded women are and how we need to change that and how we're going to change that. Uh, in my talk, Fund Women, Save the World. And um, I, I, I just really applaud you that that is your mission is to help more women create their TED Talks and get on that TED stage. So tell me about what he said about that. Uh, let's, let's share that with the audience. 
Yeah, that was quite a moment. Um, I was nervous, truth be told, I was nervous to um, step up and, and kind of confront him publicly about this. And um, I did not like his response at all. He said um, that he didn't want to have token speakers. And as soon as he used that word token, I, I cringed and I felt all the other women around me, including yourself, cringe at that. That, most, that is the most infuriating uh, title or uh, word um, like in other words, he was saying, we're not just going to put on a woman just because we need more women. And yeah, like undervaluing by using that word token, yeah. it, it um, insinuates an, uh, a lack of value right. for that person that they're going to put on there. Right. That. And so um, like there's not a lot of prolific women that have amazing ideas to share out there. Like it, there's really no excuse that there wasn't more and aren't more women. Uh, so no, that became a mission of yours. It became a mission of mine. And so I, um, previous to attending that event with you, I had begun on this mission. It, it really begun um, from my own experience of giving a TEDx talk. I was at an event um, where there were 11 speakers total and only three women. And I was speaking amongst uh, the former CEO of Apple, the head of the Mayo Clinic, a New Jersey governor, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist, you know, some incredible folks. Um, and there were only three women. And I thought, this is ridiculous. You're kidding. This was back in 2015. But is this really still happening? <laughs> I just couldn't believe that in 2015, this was really still happening. We've been talking about it forever and ever about, you know, you need to bring equality to public speaking stages. And so what I did is I began to sniff around, investigate what's going on at other TEDx events. Like, was this an anomaly, uh, anomaly or is this going on at other TEDx events? And sure enough, what I found is there was complete gender inequality at um, multiple TEDx events or, and uh, you know, the organizers who I'd spoken with um, or the speaker, both organizers and speakers, they had shown me that there was this gender inequality. And so I thought, this can't go on. I'm not gonna stand by and, and watch this go on. I've given a TEDx talk. I've been coaching women and giving signature talks for, for a number of years. My work is about helping women find their voice and amplify their voice. I'm gonna put my own course together to support more women to get onto the TEDx stage. And one of the things Catherine was, is I had, um, during my investigation, I looked into why is, why is the TED organization saying that there are fewer women? Because not only on the TEDx stage, it's also on the main TED stage. The first reason they said was that women were harder to find. Number two, they said women were more likely to say no than men when they were invited to speak on the stage. And number three, they said women were, were more likely to cancel than men after being given a spot to speak. So I heard those reasons and I, I wasn't sure if I really believed them. Um, but what I, whether they were true or not, what I decided is that I wanted to create a course and a system 
so that these three reasons could never be used again for why there were so few women on TEDx and TED stages. So what I did is I put together a course um, called Women on the TEDx Stage uh, to support women through the process of writing their talk and finding a TEDx stage that was a good match for them. And um, the first group I put on, um, I think there were 30 women. Um, and then I eventually grew that to 50 women. And then I was running the course several times a year. And, you know, it kind of grew from there. And Catherine, as you know, you went through one of the courses and um, twice, twice. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> you went through twice. Right. And for some women, that's the case because it's a it's a process. It's an eight week. I switched it back. at one point. It was a six week course. Then I moved it into an eight week course because I realized that women do need more time. There's a lot of processing that goes on. This isn't just writing a straightforward talk. There's a lot of, you know, what you're coming forward with. This is your life's work, right? This is your, your life history and your life's work um, and your, your life's mission, right? All encapsulated in these, in many cases, the talks, yours was what, 10 minutes, right? TED Talks are 18 minutes or, or less, but um, over the years, they've gotten shorter and shorter, just as our attention spans have, have reduced. And um, many organizers now are just offering spots between like eight and 12 minutes for, for talks. So I'm having to work with women to make them, you know, from the start, shorter talks. Um, so there's a lot of layers to the process. And it's a lot of inner work as well as the, you know, the outer work of actually writing your talk. You know, um, yeah, mine was actually uh, 12 minutes of uh, Fund Women Save the World. Um, and I will say it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, uh, but I'm really glad I did it. It was something I always wanted to do. I felt like I had to remember, as you would say, that uh, it's about the message and the purpose and not about you. And so it's really important to remember that. And you teach techniques of how to write it, how to memorize it, how to book it. Uh, there's so many levels and components to it. And um, like I said, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that you cheered me on and uh, gave me all the tools and helped me to coif the talk. And, you know, um, I know I went through it, uh, the first uh, workshop and I thought I was ready, but then I was so busy putting on events and whatnot. It is very time consuming. So it was actually good this year to have the COVID downtime to focus on my talk and actually get it out there. And so um, I did your workshops. I did your one on one. And, and uh, I just wanted to share your resource uh, with everybody, because a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you do your TED talk? And I say, check out tabbybiddle.com because she is the best of the best in this niche to help you. She knows exactly what they're looking for and how to make this talk because it's such a different talk. You know, many people are speakers and it's, it's such a different talk than a regular talk where you're just extemporaneously talking to people. Um, and it has to have a certain format. Of course, you can't talk about your specific business. It has to be your ideology that you're sharing. Uh, what is it called? Uh, ideas worth sharing, right? Mm -hmm. Ideas worth spreading. 
Oh, word spreading. Your, your idea worth spreading. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be your idea that you feel that download that you're supposed to be talking about, something that you're passionate about, that you really think will impact the planet uh, by, by giving that message. And so, um, yeah, so I encourage anybody to, uh, to do their TED Talk if they feel called to do that. It's not for everybody, uh, but it was challenging and uh, so gratifying at the same time, super gratifying. And you did great, Catherine. I'm so excited for everyone to, to watch and hear your talk. Thank you. What are some of the talks, just to give people an idea um, of people that you've worked with, what were some of the uh, talks that, you sh- that you've helped to develop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, let's see who comes to mind right away. Um, Natasha Johnson, um, the title of her talk is what feminine feminism looks like when it starts at five. Um, and she actually means five, like five years old. She is the founder of an organization that educates people on genital mutilation in the US mm. and how to eradicate it to stop that practice. I heard um, that talk, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? And she presented it. I mean, it's it's a it's a heavy topic. However, she presented it in a way that was accessible, inviting, very you know, personal, personable, um, and gave individuals a way to actually get engaged where they could be um, part of the solution um, and it's a topic that maybe some people never even think about. And others of us who work in, in women's rights and women's empowerment, we do think about it, but it can feel so overwhelming that we don't quite know how we can help. Um, well, she's a attorney and an activist. And um, I, I just thought she so beautifully took us on a journey to really understand this topic and how what we blew could... me away about her talk was that I learned that this was prevalent in the U.S. I'm thinking this is prevalent somewhere else in the world. Who knew? I mean, it was really enlightening and educational about how to change this as well. So, yeah, that was an amazing uh, talk and one yeah. everybody should listen to. Another one I'll, I'll mention that comes to mind um, is uh, Keely Heron. Who lives in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So she's, oh, I failed to mention Natasha spoke um, uh, at TEDx. Um, it was in Brooklyn. I'm forgetting the name, but it was very specific to the neighborhood. Uh, but you can just look up Natasha Johnson TEDx talk. You'll find her. So the next one, Keely Heron, is, uh, she spoke at TEDx um, Jackson, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And the title of her talk is The Cult of Happiness. And she gives a very personal talk about um, some very dramatic and traumatic incidents in her life um, that happened that um, were never really accepted to um, process publicly, right? And she kind of had to move into a space of like pretending everything's okay, everything. It wasn't just one traumatic incident. There's a string of, and I'm not, I don't wanna give away the talk, but a string of traumatic incidents. 
And she's really arguing for the fact of like, forget about this cult of happiness, everything is fine. Like that is worse to our mental health um, and how important she, and she talks about stigma and how important it is to um, uh, let go of the stigma of um, suicide attempts, suicide in the family, um, sexual assault, uh, and so forth, right? Again, I don't want to give everything away of her talk, um, but it's a profound, she, uh, that talk immediately garnered a, a ton of views. And I think it has over like a half million views now with a lot of positive comments, supportive comments and so forth. So that's a really rich one. And he, you know what? She's also humorous. She's funny. She brings some uh, levity to it. And I think that's so important to mention, Catherine, is, um, you know, for, for folks who have an issue, which is, you know, a, a very important and can be heavy one, there is a way to bring in some levity for the audience and, and connect in that way. So if you have something that's really serious, don't feel scared away that, oh no, the audience isn't gonna wanna listen. Yes, there's a way to make it accessible for your audience. And there's always people that identify with your story. That's why you tell it. And especially if it pertains to some outcome that helps change the world for the better. Um, I was gonna say, um, also, I just listened to Stacey Abrams' TEDx. Uh, it was fantastic. And, and while it was um, very moving, uh, it also was uh, funny as well. She's, she's a great speaker as well. So uh, for those that um, listen to TED Talks, you know there's just a variety out there on every topic, every subject, um, from, like you say, domestic violence to science and um, you know, technology and uh, very exciting topics. So no matter what you're looking for, there's a variety. Um, with uh, TEDx, let's explain how it works. So there's the main TED stage. It tends to be um, people like um, Brene Brown, like, you know, really top name uh, people that you would know. And then there's TEDx, which are local uh, events uh, that could be featured on uh, the TED uh, platform, the main TED platform. Um, and the TEDx events are local organi locally organized events that um, you have more of a chance of uh, getting to participate in if you, unless you're a well-known uh, celebrity or, or, or a Pulitzer Prize winner or whatever. But the average person that has a story to tell uh, should look into the TEDx. And then there's TED Women, uh, which is done in December in Palm Springs. Um, is TED Women, um, when was that developed? Uh, before right. or after we had that discussion about the lack of women? I wasn't sure. Yeah, so that was established before. That was established, I think, around, and, and this, you'll have to double check me on this, but around 2010. Um, and initially it was um, every two years. It wasn't even a yearly event. Interesting. So once again, what is this saying about women? Um, and there was a big uproar, I have to say, from people in the community saying, I don't know if there should be a TED women. To, and there were women even, you know, uproaring about this saying, because that puts us, you know, in a separate um, you know, in a way they felt that was downgrading because why shouldn't we just be on the main TED stage in equality, right? Which mm -hmm. is true. It was this fair argument. Um, 
And then others love the idea of TED Women because it was an opportunity for women to be speaking to majoritively other women, right? It was, a, it was a wonderful sisterhood community and so forth. So that was every two years. Then they eventually, um, maybe around 2015, 2016, decided to have a year, have it as a yearly event. I don't know all the- After you stood up and asked about it. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Didn't, didn't, think, didn't, uh, didn't connect those dots. You might've perpetuated yeah. that, Tabby. <laughs> could have, very well could have. I don't know all the politics um, mm -hmm. around that, but very well could have. And um, so, so it became a yearly event and there are TEDx women events that happen concurrently around the same two weeks, let's say within a two week time parameter as TED women. And that's when, so TEDx women events, the, the organizers are only given licenses for the, to host a TEDx women event within that two week or so parameter of time around the main TED women. So they're all kind of happening, you know, end of November, beginning of December. Right. And that's what I participated in. And if uh, the LA affiliate to the main TED Ed, uh, TED Women, which was the Delthorne TEDx uh, put on by organizer Arena Ferguson, who is amazing and wonderful. And so people can actually apply to put on a TEDx event uh, and be an organizer or they can apply to one of the local organizers to be a speaker. So you can be at a TEDx local event, you can be at the TEDx, the TED Maine Women's event in Palm Springs in December, or the TED uh, Maine TED event. And uh, does that take place in the same area every year or is that different? So it, it takes place in Vancouver and British mm -hmm. Columbia, but let's just, just so we know for, purpose this year for everyone to know the TED women this year was virtual as well as, yes, the, yes. as, well as the TED, right? So, so well, uh, and every year you can attend the local events, the, the women's event, the main event, you can get tickets to any of those. However, like you said, this year has been uh, unusual and everything's been virtual. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I really encourage women to apply to TEDx events um, having worked with so many women, I know the usual um, inner thoughts that come up saying, well, am I qualified enough? Is anyone going to care about what I have to say? Can I really do this? Can I really write about this important idea or cause, uh, you know, within a 10 to 12 minute talk? Um, you know, am I really going to be able to memorize it? Right. Like all these questions, which are very natural to, to um, have them come up. And the answer is yes, <laughs> you can do it with support, with a sisterhood, with, or even just a couple of sisters of support. Um, we need you to do this, right? The, the things that you care about, the issues that you care about, your life story, your lived experience is different than men, okay? Just is because of who you are and, and how you grew up, right? And, and, and um, what your life's mission is, right? So even if someone has spoken on a topic that is the same or related to what you care about, that doesn't matter. You can still get up there and be a speaker because the way you present it 
is going to be different than some, the way someone else has presented it, right? Simply because of who you are and your life experience and the lens that you have, which is different than anyone else's. I love that. Um, yeah, everybody's story matters. And this is a wonderful platform to share your story. And if you don't want to do a TED Talk, you can always be a TED Talk listener. And uh, if people haven't done that, they can go to TED and sign up to get their daily TED Talks. I know they come in my inbox every day and I get to hear various TED Talks from various people. So if you can't get a ticket to the event, you can always go uh, on YouTube and at a later date after they've been uh, at the event, they do come out on YouTube and you can see them there. So- and there's uh, a specific TEDx YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, if somebody wants to do a TED Talk, uh, and I say someone, you do focus on coaching um, women, consulting with women. And so um, I know that's your purpose and your power and your passion is to elevate women. And I love that about you. And if there is a woman out there that feels she has a TED Talk in her, then I encourage her to go to tabbybiddle.com, find out about your consulting, either one-on-one or with your workshops. I know people, like I said, ask me all the time. So it is tabbybiddle.com. She is such a beautiful soul inside and out. And uh, I have loved working with her and can't encourage people enough that if they feel that calling, go for it, right? Go for it. Yes, I agree. Just do it, as Nike would say. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being a guest, Tabby. Uh, I always say, remember to invest in her and make it a great week and invest in yourself uh, and do your TED Talk. All right, take care. Thanks, Tabby. Thank you, Catherine. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.